are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. This episode of the Traditional Outdoors Podcast is brought to you by St. Joe River Bows. If you're looking for a custom longbow or recurve, then St. Joe River Bows has you covered. St. Joe's is a family-owned company that specializes in traditional bows for the entire family. Plus their forward handle design, powerful limbs, and unique wood and color combinations make St. Joe's the perfect choice for the budding or experienced archer or bow hunter. Tracy offers bow options for all members of the family from the youngest to the oldest, and they even offer a trade-in program on all youth bows so that as the little ones outgrow their bow, they can trade them in and use that towards the purchase of a bow that better fits their growing needs. And for listeners of the Traditional Outdoors podcast, David and Tracy are going to include a St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any new bow purchased. Just mention that you heard about them while listening to this podcast. So when you're ready for a new bow, be sure to check out their website at stjoeriverbows.com or give Tracy a call at 517-617-3658 and be sure to tell them Traditional Outdoors sent you. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Angel. I got Nick on the other line. What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm just live from the bunker here, Steve. Living the dream. Got a new needle for my vinyl record player today. Uh, finally dug out some of my dad's old records, and and I've been jamming all day. And yeah, that's saw, that's that's about the that's about the what I'm up to. <laughs> I saw your I saw your post, and I'm, Lori made that post last night, and it's been people have been commenting on that thing since she made it about the. We sat there last night for two hours just surfing YouTube on the TV for you know 80s and. Heck, even back into the seventies, some of the stuff we we got into we got into sticks and all oh, kinds man. of stuff. Man. Oh, dude! Well, my dad, my dad had a real great collection, and I pretty much pilfered. Dude, I've got old Dio in there. I've got Elf in there. I've got Rainbow. I've got you know. I, I then I was buying some stuff before I got out of it for a while when we had kids because they just skipped the record player anyway, so it didn't matter. So I put everything away. But man, I got Van Halen old. Old Rat, every Ted Nugent album, Ted Nugent, the Amboy Dukes. I've got, man, there's tons of stuff. And then, of course, I love old blues and and blues rock, you know. So I've been, you know, and then then I had stuff like Nazareth in there and Molly Hatchet and Old Sabbath. And I mean, dude, I got a lot of stuff. I'm I'm stoked. So basically, now you've gone traditional on your music. Too. I have. <laughs> 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 I, I'm traditional in all facets except my job. That's basically where I'm at right you now. You know, you know, Bella, Bella probably be willing to buy the the elf and the and the rainbow uh, vinyls off of you. She, to this day, her favorite her favorite front man is still Ronnie James Dio. I mean, she just loves listening to him. So, oh, dude, and that album is a trip. The 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 cover art and everything. It's like yeah. bright bright green and. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awesome. I love that. The guy said, "Dad, who's that?" He goes, "That's Roddy James Dio's first band." I said, "No way." Yeah, it was, it's 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 rad. It, but it's almost like when I listen to it, and my dad's got his name on all the records because people would steal them. So, and <laughs> when you go, it's funny, man. He he used to trade a guy. He used to trade with a guy. Just a real quick story named Steve Berger, and uh, Steve actually moved down here, and he sold a bunch of his records to Vertigo Music. And I remember going through my dad's albums and seeing Burger written on a bunch of them. And when I was a kid, because he'd put the record player on, I put my headphones on and listened to it in the living room. 
And I uh, got a lot of great memories doing that. Well, I went into Vertigo and I was looking through the albums and I started finding all these Burger albums. And I was like, Dad, like your your, your friend's records are in the shop down here. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a picture and he's like, that's Burger's album. And uh, he goes, he probably has a bunch of mine. So I think that's a trip that, you know, back in the day they they traded and they did all that. And, and it's kind of a cool little community in and of itself. Well, what I think's fun, even funnier than that is the fact that so many people are going back to vinyl now, and they—I forget now what it, what I was looking at. I saw something the other day, some album, and it was weird because you could buy the CD for like I don't know fourteen dollars, and the album was thirty, and and people buying them left and right. So mm-hmm. really kind of really kind of cool. Yep. But yep, everybody's still in quarantine. We're still. Still sequestered for the COVID virus. I don't know. Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of optimism that this thing's going to be, you know, on the downtick here pretty quick. I, I hope it is, but I'll be honest. I'm lucky. It really hasn't affected me all that much yet. So we're gonna we're gonna hope it it moves on out because I know there's a lot of people that are not as lucky as I am, and it's really really affecting. So well, there was a time where the only time I would ever communicate with anybody like this was when we'd podcast and now it's it all, all day every day and i'm like yeah. and you know you get i gotta hand it to you because you get off some of these calls or and stuff like that and i'm just exhausted like i'm just like you know just paying attention and trying to figure everything out and one call to the next and then you forget to get up and walk around that's what i just miss the most just like walking to go get coffee on campus or walking to show show somebody a proof or or you know something like that like i just i forget i'm at my desk all day and then i get up and my back's all stiff so I'm, i've been really working on trying to get up and moving and then keeping the kids on a schedule has been really tough too but we're get we're get we'll get there it'll get better um i just hope we don't miss every single event we have planned this year for trad and and hope to get to see everybody that's my it's my big thing right now. Well, you can't get you can't get around people, but you can get outside. Take those take those girls and and go stomp around the woods a little bit. I'm gonna try to do some of that myself this weekend. Just stay away from people. But, yeah, uh, I, I did last weekend. I took Aubrey out in the woods and we saw seven turkeys, seven deer. I mean, it was a trip. So I'll probably do that again this weekend. She really enjoys it. Mackenzie, poor Mackenzie's got hives right now. She's got a kink in her neck because she slept on it funny. So she pinched a nerve. Or she's she's just all messed up. And she don't really like the woods much anyway yet. So she she probably will do something with her mom. But but Aubrey likes to go out there. So we'll do that. She she's always sees animals. So she has a great time. Well, speaking of trips, it's kind of a good segue, man. Yeah, it is. I know. I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, Pro, you planned it that professional way. Professional <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> so, on the other line, I'm just going to go ahead and, and introduce our guest, and then I'll get into a, a little bit about how all this came about. But joining us tonight is Mr. Slade Johnston. How are you doing, Slade? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Y'all doing well tonight? Doing doing really yeah, well. Doing really doing, well. How are things? Well. I think I think you're down in the great state of Alabama, right? Yes, sir. We are uh, we're based in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And is it? Uh, I imagine it's it's pretty warm down there already, isn't it? It is. We I think record high for uh, for this you know this day of the year uh, right now. So it's it is definitely warm. We're our turkey season's in, so we've we've been turkey hunting hard for the last uh, I guess since Saturday, and 
um, and it, it's getting warm on in the morning uh, quickly. I may still, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to try to get out and do a little scouting and work on some, some video material this weekend. But, I, you know, turkey hunting has just never, never really bitten. I've never been bitten by that bug. But he's a non-believer, he's a non-believer Slade. Yeah, I'm a non-believer. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I can tell you it is, it's an addictive sport. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you, if you have a, have a good hunt, you might be hooked. Have you, have you been on a hunt where you had one come in and, uh, strut and kind of do the works for you? So I have, and actually, and I think we even talked about this, but, um, several years ago, I actually had a, uh, a Tom at, maybe 15 yards with my longbow no blind natural cover and my heart rate didn't even it, it oh, just didn't it just didn't get to me and i said you know what i just this isn't something i need to be doing so uh and i was always faced with a challenge of i i i would i would turkey hunt for about 20 to 30 minutes and then i'd go you know that spot over there looks like it might be some might be some good deer sign over there and that, that would be it i'd be <laughs> I'd be scouting for whitetails at that point. Uh, and, and now, you know, here in, in Georgia, I don't know what it's like there in, in Alabama, but all the public land here in Georgia, we can chase wild hogs whenever there's another season open. So, you know, the last few years, that's pretty much what I've resorted to. As long as turkey season's in, I can, I can chase hogs with my longbow, and that's what I do. So Okay. Yeah, well, uh, if you, if it didn't get your heart rate up on that that, then uh, then yeah, it's it's it, that's what it's all about. So I hate to hear that, but it's something that we love. It's really one of my favorite things to do, and 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 how uh, trips for trade all you know came about. So um, well, so yeah, let's get into that a little bit. I I I didn't mention I didn't mention the 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 way this all got started. So I it's been a while now. It's been several months. I got a I got an email. Uh, to the podcast and what's your what's your uh your business partner's name uh steven steven was who reached out to you yeah steven reached out to me shot me an email and uh i'll be honest i i get some of these randomly and about half the time i just i don't know i don't put a lot in i don't put a lot of thought into it because i've had several come through that you know when you you respond to them then they then they want to start talking about how much you're going to pay them and i'm like uh yeah we we don't we don't make enough to keep the water turned on so there's not i can't do much with paying guests but uh this one was a bit unique um and again the business you just you just kind of said it the the business is trips for trade and it it kind of piqued my interest because you know there's there's been a few odd dynamics especially in the traditional uh, archery and traditional bow hunting community that's been uh, a direct reflection of the the social media boom that's happened in the last few years where you know we were a lot of the most of the people in the traditional uh, bow hunting traditional archery community were big forums people we spent a lot of time on forums and you know there's a lot of times people would there there would be you know forum sites that even had sections for people to swap hunts and forums have just kind of you know they're they're really suffering there's still a few out there that people you know still participate in a little bit but for all intents and purposes everything's kind of shifted to social media and that's one of the things that that kind of that kind of fell by the wayside so when i you know i i called Stephen back and we had a great conversation and and got to know a little bit more about 
uh, trips for trade. And it just, you know, it kind of fit into that whole um, traditional values thing where, you know, people get together and they help each other out. You scratch my back, I scratch <clears throat> yours kind of thing. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we, we had a few conversations and we've been trying to get this thing scheduled, but glad to have you, <laughs> glad to have you on the show. Um, before we get into the trips for trade thing though, and I want to give you plenty of time to talk about that, you know, give, give the listeners a little bit more information about you, your background, you know, how you got started hunting, those kind of things. And, and then we'll go from there. Yes. Yeah, so I'm i I'm originally from Butler, Alabama, a small, small little town in, in West Alabama. We actually just got a, a Dollar General and a McDonald's, so we're, we're on the way up. But uh, that's, that's about <laughs> all it's got. Um, and so I grew up uh, really about 20 minutes from that little town and um, on a farm and very blessed. My, my family has um, a decent amount of land, a family land that, um, that my grandfather, that was his passion. He spent about every dollar he made, and uh, you know they didn't live a very luxurious life life it was more uh, uh putting it towards land and property and management and and then and family of course but um and so you know very blessed to be raised where where i had access to some just incredible hunting and and you know lived on the farm and um and did that really about every chance i, I was hunting or fishing every chance i could get um in the afternoons um you know on the weekends even my grandfather checked me out of school many times because i had buck fever and needed to needed to slip out early on a Friday to get in the woods. So, um, that was, that was kind of the, the growing up was, was in the woods every chance I could get with him and my dad and my other granddad. And, um, and then from there I went to the university of Alabama for, for undergrad and then also for grad school. And, um, just through some different experiences that we can dive into a little bit uh, later, kind of led to starting the business and, um, started that in, in grad school and, and then finally, uh, we won a few competitions for our business plan and, um, and some of the traction we were seeing and uh, came with, with funding and office space. And, um, and that was kind of the deciding factor to, to go full time with the business and try to grow it and take it to the next level. And, um, and so since then, we've, we're, we've, we've constantly grown and, um, and just trying to help, you know, continue to help people. So how did you... Um... And again, we're going. We'll definitely get into the business side of the stuff. I just want to get a little bit more information about yeah. you. But did you start out? Did you start out small game? Were you? Did you start out bow hunting? I mean, you know, I would. I would say you know, we did a lot of fishing, um, just because that was easy, something to do in the afternoons, you know, year round, just about, and um, and then a lot of deer hunting, more so with a rifle starting out. Um, I didn't really start bow hunting until. I guess I was kind of just starting high school, um, and that's when uh, I had somebody. It was really my, my brother-in-law. He was a bow hunter and uh, kind of introduced me to it a little bit, and just just loved the the challenge aspect of it and and kind of putting more strategy into the hunt. Um, that was a lot of fun, and um, and now that's pretty much exclusively what I do is is bow hunt. And then the the turkey hunting was um, was just something that my grandfather was, was really well known in our area for being one of the best around. And, and so every chance I could get with him or my dad, I was, I was turkey hunting. So, uh, we, we did a little bit of everything from squirrel hunting to rabbit to, uh, you know, now we have a, a, a really bad hog, hog problem, but, uh, but for the most part it was, it was fishing, it was deer hunting and it was turkey hunting. Well, I can come down there and help you with that hog problem. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are more than welcome. That's, 
we have uh, have a good, some good stories about swapping hog hunts too. So, what made you want to uh, want to get the turkey slam? When did you want to pursue that? I read that on your site, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, when I was, uh, I guess, about middle school, my grandfather had one bird left in his in his grand slam. Um, and for those that don't aren't turkey hunters, that's harvesting all four subspecies of turkeys um, around the U.S. and and when I was, uh, like I said, in middle school, he was about to take that trip with a few other buddies. And um, I was like, Grant, can I please go on this trip with you? And and I want to, you know, go on the trip with the men. And he was like, no, once you get to college, you know, we'll start yours. And what he was saying is, you know, it was a boy's trip. He wasn't taking a teenager long to go back and tell my grandmother probably what all they were doing. <laughs> but uh, anyways, they uh, they went on and he finished finished his Grand Slam and um, and I always kind of looked forward to, to having mine mounted beside his at the camp. And um, well, when I got to be a senior in high school, he, he got sick. And then my freshman year of college, he passed away. And that was really the toughest thing I'd been through. That was my hunting buddy. That was the first family member that I'd lost. Um, and, you know, so that was a tough time. And over the next year or so, my, my dad was like, you know, why don't you and I start your Grand Slam in memory of him? Um, and he said, I said, you know, I'd love that. So he said, go find some outfitters and, um, and we'll see if we can make it happen. Well, then I started looking at the pricing of, of these three other trips we'd have to take. And, um, I was like, it just doesn't make sense. And I, you know, I wouldn't want to ask my dad to pay that much money. So we were looking at, you know, really 10 to even 15 grand for both of us to go on these hunts and travel and all. And, um, and so I was like, you know, I'm not going to ask my dad to do that. And right now, and, um, but I started thinking, I was like, you know, but really we could swap a trip at our farm. I was like, you know, instead of paying an outfitter, try to find somebody and, and let, take them turkey hunting with us. Because, you know, as I mentioned, my grandfather had really managed the property super well for, for turkey hunting. And we've got really good eastern hunting. And I said, you know, we'll just swap an eastern hunt for a different subspecies. Well, then we started, um, you know, I got on a social app and um, found a guy posting pictures of Miriam's in Colorado and, you know, I messaged him and I asked him what he want to swap. And um, he said, man, I hear you guys have hogs in Alabama. And I said, we do. And he's like, I'd, I'd, he's like I'd love to take my son and, um, you know, us come try to shoot our first hog. And I basically was like, you know, we'll, we'll pay you to come shoot the hogs. They're such a nuisance for us. Um, so anyways, him and his son, they came to our farm and, um, and they both killed their first hog. And then my dad and I went to Colorado to kind of start my grand slam and kick it off and, um, had an incredible experience on both ends. Um, you know, all, all, always some funny stories when you, when you meet people for the first time, but, uh, but still had a, created a friendship there where we kind of touch base about monthly now and we still swap every year. And, and now I go back bow hunting for, uh, for mule deer and, um, and then hopefully this year I'll be able to go for elk, but, um, but it's, yeah, it's just something where, you know, we've hit it off and we've built a relationship and a friendship and, um, and it's something that from there it led to, to seeing, you know, in, in school, I ended up swapping football tickets for offshore fishing and surfing in San Diego for, uh, for turkey hunting in Alabama. And, um, and, you know, that's kind of where it, it realized that this one could be a business, but it also could be a lot bigger than turkey hunting. It could, you know, it could go into these other categories with, with sports tickets and vacation homes. And, um, and still our focus is, is an outdoorsman, but, um, but it's, it's allowing somebody that say might not have access to hunting or fishing because maybe they live in the city. Um, but they might have a lake house or a beach house that they could, uh, leverage to now get access to, you know, to that hunting or fishing they want to do, you know, so it's the, 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 we've got the four categories, uh, but still our, our kind of target 
user and our main main user is an outdoorsman. So when was that first turkey hunt, that, that first when you decided to reach out and try to trade a hunt with somebody, when was that? Yeah, so that was uh, my sophomore year of college uh, back in, uh, you know, I guess 20, let's see, 2013, 2014, um, somewhere okay. around there. And then, it you know, we've had a lot of roadblocks and a lot of obstacles to overcome, but uh, that kind of started the, the very first aspect of trading. Well, that's got to, I mean, that's got to, that's kind of really opening yourself up there. <laughs> I mean, inviting somebody to come to your own, you know, to your own neck of the woods, your own farm, uh, you know, not really, not really knowing the person. And, and that was the first thing I thought when I was looking on your site and, and like, you know, there's a lot of trust involved there where, you know, you really are kind of opening yourself up. So, I mean, did you have any reservations when you made that first one or, or did you have like how many conversations did you have before you decided to pull the trigger on it? I mean, yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's, uh, that is, you know, very accurate feeling that everybody has for the first time. Um, and you know, what we say with that and kind of is really how I addressed it myself is we, we had multiple conversations. I mean, you know, four or five t- times we, I sent over an email that had just so many details about our property and photos, and um, and he did the same. And it was uh, it was really through that just several several conversations and those those um, the aspects of that email that that kind of let you begin to build that relationship before you ever met. Um, and you're also at the same time, you know, after you talk to somebody, you kind of do have that uh, kind of get that vibe of whether or not you know you you just have a comfortable feeling with that person and. Um, and so that's kind of what we've mirrored with the business as well as, you know, we require everybody to list what they have to trade and, and put all of those details in just like I did in that original email, um, as much, as many details as you can and as many photos as you want. Um, and just cause it, it goes ahead and it starts that process of, of making somebody feel comfortable about swapping with you. And then we add the reviews and, um, and then lastly, what, you know, one of the biggest things is once we connect you, you know, you hop on the phone and and talk with people before you ever agree to make a trade. Very cool. So, Slade, it sounds like uh, I'm going to recap there just a little bit. You you took something that was uh, part of your, you know, for lack of a better word, part of your, your upbringing. It was part of your, your family that, uh, you know, a lot of people, and I, I guess it might be a little different for us, in the, in the South. I, I honestly don't know. It was kind of the same way with me. I grew up with that kind of, that kind of mentality that if, you know, somebody needed something or wanted to do something, you, you figure out a way to, to, to trade services, so to speak, to, to help each other out. Um, but you took that and, and turned it into a business. So, and, and, and it kind of seems like it gets to, it helps you continue to do things that you really enjoy doing, which is spending more time outdoors. Absolutely. And like that's that's one of a, the big I guess core values for for our business is um, you know as I mentioned earlier with with our, our core person being an outdoorsman is 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 getting people outdoors and um, there's several things around our business model like we don't charge any transaction fees we encourage going on as many trips as possible um, because we want people to get outdoors more and we want to help you know gen, you know create and and um, retain more hunters and, and more outdoorsmen and um, and this is a way to make trips more affordable and, um, and to, you know, to 
if somebody's telling you to come to their place, then you know you're more likely to go if they're following up with you and, and trying to make it happen. So that is absolutely just a just a core, I guess, value for us is is getting people outdoors and and helping create more outdoorsmen. So, and I and and I guess we can we can go ahead and throw this out now. So there there's a an annual fee to be a, a an active participant in the in the community that you've built through the website. Um, and for that, for that annual fee, obviously you said, you know, you encourage people to take as many trips and so forth, but just what, what is a, what is a, a user getting for their money once they, you know, once they sign up and, and choose to become a member of trips for trade? Correct. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically essentially how it works is we run off of that annual membership model. Um, and it's, it's uh, typically $125 for the year. You can, like I said, you can go to as many swaps as you want, no transaction fee. Um, but what you're getting with that is, one, the credibility of a community that is invested in swapping. So, you know, from a forum, what we saw when just starting this out and kind of interviewing people and talking to people on forums is just probably 90 plus percent, if I had to guess, of these trips are don't even make it past the first little email um, because there's just no credibility to this. That's a kind of an impulse uh, little post and... Uh, you know, people aren't necessarily always serious about trading and they don't have like a profile to keep them accountable or a third party to keep them accountable. Um, you know, so that's where we really wanted to build this, where credibility and accountability are our two biggest things that that we're helping. And so with that membership, you're basically, um, you know, you're becoming part of this community that is serious about swapping, that's invested in it. And then you're getting the support of a company to kind of basically be a, a, the, the middleman and, and connect you with somebody that's a good fit and, um, and provide support along the way and, um, and, and just to overall have better experiences than you would on a, through a forum. And you mentioned it earlier, and I want to make sure that we throw this out there just so that people understand this isn't, this goes beyond just the, the old traditional, um, you know, I, if you want to come hunt for bear on my place, in trade for taking me hog hunting on your place it goes beyond even things like that because i saw uh just today when i was pulling up and kind of looking around the first one that jumped out at me was someone has a uh condo in uh gulf shores down in orange beach that they're willing to trade i think it was a week for a, a midwest or a western deer hunt i mean so it's 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 more than just the hunt for hunt or fishing for hunting it, it even goes outside that so there's the opportunity for people to look at, you know, maybe a family uh, outing that they can trade for a, a hunt, those kind of things. Absolutely. Yep. And so that's kind of like, as mentioned earlier, the, the ability to leverage other things than hunting and fishing just to get outdoors. Um, but we're not limited to that. You know, you still have your people that are, um, they don't have to be an outdoorsman to use our site, but that's just really who we're trying to grow and the community we're trying to build is, is, is largely focused around outdoorsmen. So, odd question here that just kind of came into my mind slate is you know what about what about the individuals that might not have or might feel like well i don't have anything that i can trade back yeah so um you know right now our, our site is set up to where you do have to have something to offer um to be a member however you can buy trips on the site um you know so if you're looking to um you know to go on a trip you see one you really like but you don't have anything to trade um, if that trip is for sale, then, then we'll connect you to see about buying. And, and a lot of times, you know, the prices on our site are going to be 
um, be cheaper because maybe some of these guys aren't aren't big time outfitters and um, it kind of it, it can be even be the Airbnb model. Um, but what we're looking to do, and this is still very early stages, is is kind of we're, we're about to launch our uh, perks program to where we'll have like a basic um, a basic level membership down the road where uh, you know you'll still get access to some of the major major companies we've partnered with um, to where you're getting you know more than say thirty five dollars in in discount codes and um, but this will allow you to be part of the program and and then ultimately get even a, a bigger discount on these these paid trips if you're looking to buy a trip so more to come in that aspect for people that don't have anything to trade but um, but right now it is largely focused on somebody that does have access to hunting or fishing you know vacation property sports tickets ski and anything like that well and you and i were speaking of discounts you you threw that out there i'm gonna go ahead and take the opportunity to throw this in because we were kind of joking about it a little bit before we started recording and and you know this uh and i'm one of them i'll hold my hand up a lot of a lot of us in the in the traditional community i won't call us cheap we're (laughs) we're very we're very cost conscious um but we'll man we'll squeeze a dollar till washington can't breathe (laughs) so (laughs) one thing that uh that you're 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 throwing out there for our listeners is a a discount for 20 percent off that that 125 annual membership uh, and that code will be traditional 20, and I'm going to make sure I put that in the uh, show notes, and I'll try to remember to repeat it again before we get to the end of that the, the episode. But but thank you for doing that, Slate. I do appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, and you kinda, know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. I, I was just going to say, yeah, one thing that, that we've kind of talked about, too, is, um, you know, with that we, and, and reaching out to you guys is, um, you know, we, we would love to have more traditional bow hunters on the site. And I think just from looking at y'all's, uh, website and kind of learning more about the community there. It is such a uh, relationship-built um, community, and um, and it's just the guys that are that are the gentleman's handshake and the the scratch my back, I scratch yours is is you know already in that that community, and it's also already in ours. And so you know we would love to to grow that. So hopefully this code will you know kind of help those guys, but. Um, but then the flip side is, you know, if you are cheap and, and, and that, that aligns very well with myself because I, I am in that same boat. That's, that's the reason I, host, I started this is because I didn't want to spend all that money to pay outfitters um, or, you know, ask my dad to do that. But, um, you know, through us, what we're seeing is, you know, on average, almost every single trip swap, people are saving over $1,000. And so, you know, even in one year, even in three years, four years, if you go on one swap with us, you're going to save significantly more than, than our $100 um, annual membership. This is just, you know, it's something we do have to charge something to stay in business, but but more so that fee is is really just that credibility fee. And what is so the... Uh, oh, go ahead, Nick. I, I want to follow up on the relationship thing, but please go ahead. Uh, actually, this kind of plays into that too, Steve. What's the review process like to build up that credibility on there? I see there's a, uh, I mean, there's a like an add to list thing on there where you can like heart something. And there's also reviews. Not all of them have reviews. Um, but how does that, how does that work? Like how, how hands-on are you in managing that? Like if somebody has a bad experience, like what happens there? That's, that seems like it's gotta be some work on your end, huh? Correct. Yeah. So right now this is still our very, um, early stage kind of MVP is what we call it website. But, um, the the process right now is people can just leave a review and we have to approve it so that does allow us to kind of look at every review and it doesn't you know not every trip most trips actually do not have reviews yet because 
Um, you know, it's really since we're going on about a year and a half, it's still still pretty early in the business, and not everybody has done swaps with us yet. Um, and so, you know, as we get further along, these reviews will uh, become more. You know, there'll be a lot more of them. But what we're about to do too is we're we're actually building a completely brand new website that's custom built to to what we need, and it's um, it's not going to be basically a template like we have now. And um, and the credibility aspects we're going to add to that is uh, where you can list references. Um, you can have other people. You can request people to leave reviews and like testimonials. Um, you can you know obviously have re- reviews from when you swap with us. You can, once you're a member, you can view this person's social media uh, and kind of look through their photos and all and kind of really attest to who they are. And so we're trying to, you know, provide as as much stuff there as possible, all the way even to an optional background check to to just feel more more confident about who you're trading with. So, um, you know, we're trying to address that as many ways as we can and, and, and just continue to build credibility on that level. Cool. So you were you were talking about the relationship slate, and I can talk about this now because by the time this episode uh, goes out, the the episode that uh, I'm releasing this weekend will already be a week old. But the last guest we had on, Corey Bailey, um, had a bunch of YouTube videos and so forth, and one of his videos that really grabbed both mine and Nick's attention was one that he was uh, doing a tribute hunt with a black powder rifle. And uh, brought that up to him on the on the show while I was recording with him last week, and uh, it was one of these very same situations. So uh, forget all the details, but basically he had uh, reached out to a guy that was offering a, a hunt for trade, and they basically became uh, lifelong friends. And the the gentleman ultimately passed away fairly recently, and that's the reason he did the tribute video to him. But it it basically became for those two a, a a lifelong friendship just off of a, a traded hunt that they, you know, began to do quite regularly after that first one. So there's definitely the opportunity for a lot of, you know, lifelong relationships to be made in situations like this, because ultimately you're, you're, you're each putting your trust in the, in the other person that they're going to, you know, they're going to give you a good experience. Absolutely. And, and two with that, just to kind of add is, you know, the, another reason this works is once you agree to swap, both people would no matter what they're swapping have the same interest on that level because they they both you know like what each other has and um you know so you're already connecting with a like-minded person um that is comfortable with with the sharing economy model and um and so that is you know you're two steps ahead to building that relationship and and then once you meet and you actually have a good experience uh then absolutely more times than not you're going to have a friend for the rest of your life that you, you know, you'll swap with multiple times over the, you know, the, the next several years. So if we go back to the, um, the, the things to trade. So we mentioned, you know, the, the condos and so forth and fishing trips for hunting trips, that kind of thing. One of the things that I was curious about, because I have seen this done in, uh, some of the forums in years past, but what about guys that, um, you know, they're, they've got a, a local piece of public land that they've hunted a good bit and they're, you know, they're offering to basically do like a, maybe a guided turkey hunt or maybe it's a guided whitetail hunt um, or semi-guided, whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically, you're you're doing the prep work and the pre-scouting and those kind of things and just trading off the, the knowledge and the area to hunt as opposed to 
you know, having a, a hunting operation. Is, is that something that you've seen happen or is that, you know, is that part of the community as well or no? It is absolutely. And, um, and you, you know, you mentioned earlier about not having something to trade and, and some of our guys, they might not own anything, but that knowledge is, is absolutely valuable to somebody. Um, if they're, if they've, or they're an avid public land hunter. Um, and so what we've seen a lot of that is out West with the, you know, some of the big game out there that there's just so much public land and people that have, that, you know, if you can get, have, you know, can, can help you with getting tags, tell you what units to apply for. And then, uh, you know, basically not, not all of them are guides, but you can just tag along with them on a hunt. So, um, you know, at that point you're friends and it's just saying, I'm going to be hunting this week, come hunting with me. Um, and then we also see a lot of that with the duck hunting, say in the Delta and in, and in Arkansas, um, people that, that just do really well in public land and when the birds are there and, and they're, you know, they're very, we just tell everybody to be very transparent. If this is public land, let everybody know, let them know what, what to expect all the way from a, you know, a great day in the woods to, you know, average day, um, and even to a worse day. And so, you know, as long as people are very transparent about what they're offering and what to expect, um, you know, the, the experience and the satisfaction of that experience is, is going to be high. Yeah, because I've I've actually done both out west. I've done I've I've done a hunt that was guided, and I've done one that was you know public land, uh, self guided. And I will say this: uh, I would have loved to have been able to just have somebody that that was familiar with the area to to hunt with me, you know, or me and my buddy Tom, but hunt with us for a couple of days because there's you know the cyber scouting and and all that stuff will get you so far but it's it's uh <laughs> it's a big world out there compared to you know hunting you know the tracks that you and I are typically accustomed to hunting you know here in the south uh man that's a lot that's a lot of big sky out there so absolutely uh, that that's very appealing and I'm and I can I'm sure there's a lot of other people that listen to this that it would be appealing to too because it's not it's not always about you know having the guided experience. A lot of times this guys just really want to get out and hunt, but if they could shave a, a, a day or two of the learning curve off because somebody's there to, you know, kind of show them the, the ropes in a, in a foreign area, that that's got a lot of value to it. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, just recently last week, even we had some guys, um, you know, real popular right now is, is the Turkey hunting in Florida um, for the Osceola and, we had some guys down there that had lined up a swap, um, and but they were only, I think they were, I tell you that back, they were trying to line up a swap and the dates wouldn't work out. I think our guys that they, they had matched with were in the north zone and their season didn't come in for another few days. Um, and so they decided they were going to go down there on public land and um, or maybe they even paid an outfitter and, and had a bad experience, but just didn't, didn't get on birds and were kind of had like one or two days left and and so he called me and said, man, do you know anybody in this area that can, can at least just give us some insight on public land or help us find somebody last minute to, to hunt with? And, um, you know, we were able to connect him with somebody down there that, that dropped him some pins on public land. And, you know, this community, you, you do have some bad apples, but for the most part, you've got guys that are, um, you know, that are, that are wanting to help each other out and, um, and just solid people to, 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 to be friends with. And so, you know, these guys were, were able to drop some pins and, and allow them to, to get on another good hunt. I don't, I don't think they actually ended up killing, but I think they did get up on, get on some birds and, um, and kind of made the most of that, that trip where they were going to come home without even, you know, setting up on a bird or having a decent hunt. So I don't know how, how, 
I don't know how close you are to a lot of these hunts that, that go on slate. Obviously, there's probably a lot that's hard to keep up with all of them, but uh, any any particular experience stories or maybe, you know, any relationship stories that's formed out of this, something you'd like to share with us? Yeah, one that I like to share often from this year that, that's just really neat and kind of highlights what we're all about is um, our, we had a guy in Texas and a guy in Colorado that matched through the side and um, – and the guy in Texas has an offshore boat, and they do a bunch of fishing. Um, the guy in Colorado has elk hunting, mule deer hunting, and and just a lot of other animals. But um, they decided to swap a, a mule deer hunt for an overnight tuna trip. And the guy from Colorado went down to, to Texas, and they had just an incredible time. They they sent us pictures of of you know just a bunch of fish they called, and um, and then when it got time this past fall to go to Colorado on the mule deer hunt, the guy in Colorado said, you know, just told him up front. He's like, man, we've, we've got a lot of small bucks on the property, but for some reason this year, uh, we just aren't seeing the, the big mule deer. Like, you know, I'm not, I, I really don't think this is the best season for that. Um, for some reason this year, yeah, but he said, what I can do is I've got some extra elk tags and, um, you know, I, I'd be willing to just let you black powder, um, hunt for an elk, um, in exchange for if you'll, you know, if you'll take me fishing again. And, and the guy was like, you know, absolutely. I'd much rather kill an elk. Um, I just didn't, you know, didn't think I could swap for that. And so long story short, um, you know, he went up there and he killed a big elk, I think 320 inches, maybe just a really nice elk Ooh. and, um, and had, you know, could have shot bear turkey false turkey season was in i think and um you know just had an incredible hunt and then you know now the other guy's going to go back down there fishing but um what what also came out of that is these guys just hit it off so well that they're actually going to start a bit like a side business together too because just some of the the industries they were in correlated and um and they're, you know, more than a friendship. Now they're about to be business partners from this too. So really cool to kind of see that go full circle and these guys be super successful on just some high scale trips and um, and then also just build a, a friendship and a relationship that that no doubt is going to last a lifetime. That's awesome. What's the what's the longest distance swap you've had? Um, we've had let's see several in Canada. We've had some in Alaska. Uh, some in Hawaii. Um, wow. And goats, I goats. Those, I'm assuming goats in Hawaii. Axis deer, actually. Axis oh, deer. Interesting. Really? Yep. Bow hunting, I believe. I'm not positive on that. Uh, maybe it was rifle, but um, but yeah, an axis deer hunt. That guy was had, was very successful. I think they killed two axis deer actually on that trip, and um, and did some. Maybe they did some goat hunting too. But um, but yeah, I think he swapped for a for a whitetail hunt. I'm wanting to say an hour. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but but yeah, that's that was a, a really cool trip that we uh, you know we got those photos. We're like that was that looked awesome. Um, but yeah, Alaska, we got some really cool trips up there with with halibut, and um, and then we've got some a fishing trip I know of in Canada that that recently happened. Um, so yeah, it's 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 kind of all across the board from from that side of the. The country to uh, you know the Florida Keys. We've had several swaps down in that area, and and Osceola country for turkey hunting to uh, you know all all across the U.S. We're in we're in forty six different states and nine different countries, 
Um, you know, so about anywhere you want to go, we've got something pretty cool to do. All right. Just because Nick threw that question out there and I can't help myself, I just got to do it. And if I didn't do it, Nick would be disappointed in me. So what's the strangest? <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you had any, have you had any odd suggestions for trades or something that just really made you, made well, you raise an eyebrow? <laughs> We have had a few guys put a send a, a request saying, you know, I really don't have anything to swap for, say, an elk hunt uh, besides a, a really good squirrel hunt and then maybe my wife. Um, uh, <laughs> I, just, I, was, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> so we've, uh, you know, that's, that's you know, uh, obviously a lot of joke in that, but still sure. you know, some guys, uh, those have been some funny ones to see that, that uh, some guys messing with each other, but. But no, uh, you know, we do offer a few different, I guess, kind of odd things. I say odd, uh, some service-based swaps. We really, we really don't want to get into the services and items. We definitely don't want to get into items, swapping boats and guns and stuff like that. But right. um, but we do offer some kind of select services such as taxidermy. Um, we've got one guy on our site that swapped for, he does charcoal drawings. So you can send him a picture of your turkey hunt and he'll, he'll hand draw just a really incredible, you know, a uh, picture that you can put, you know, hang over your TV of that replicates your hunt. Um, you know, some stuff that's really cool like that, even to, to predator trapping and um, uh, custom wood cabin building, like just some stuff that kind of fits in the industry. Um, that's, that's, that's some neat, you know, neat opportunities that people really wouldn't think they could trade for. All the, all the cell phone that, guys. That's getting- a, yeah, go ahead. Nick. No, I was going to say all the self bow guys are just going to be salivating over that. And just <laughs> well, see, that's hey. what I, 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 I was sitting there thinking, listening to it. That's that's the kind of stuff that that kind of you know intrigues me is the things like the charcoal drawings and stuff like that. That just sounds sounds really cool. Yeah, you know something just really neat that that you know that guy. I think for his, he typically doesn't do anything under a five hundred dollar value. So. You know, you, it's really a significant piece of art, and it's not only that; it's custom to you, and uh, and it's outdoors. And you know, there's not often you can find something that's custom outdoor work, at least. Um, sure. And so, that was something when we found when we talked to him, we're like, you know, this would be something really unique that that we'd like to, you know, to to have on the site. So we approved it. It does sounds sounds very cool. Have you so just out of curiosity have uh, since it, and maybe this is some kind of conflict of interest, I don't know, but have you actually seen, uh, any, any, uh, trades come up that you jumped on yourself? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm actually taking a guy tomorrow, um, from Arkansas. He's coming on a turkey hunt and then I'm going to take my dad out there duck hunting, uh, hopefully this next season. So I try to swap, um, I end up doing, probably three or four swaps a year. Um, and, and yeah, we've, I've got three different trips listed personally on the site from hog hunting to deer hunting to turkey hunting. Um, and you know, get, I really don't reach out to people that much. Uh, but I still through my listings have people kind of contact me and, um, and if it works out, I, you know, I still try to swap and, and it's also a way for me to kind of, you know, to still have those firsthand experiences and, um, and meet people that are part of our community and get to know them better. And, um, and kind of just learn more of, of what people would like to see through the platform. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you, we, we chatted about it a little bit. Um, here's the, the challenge I'm going to kind of throw out for, for our listeners. When I, when I spoke to Stephen and then when I spoke to you again, just before we started recording, 
can't recall any specific traditional bow hunting uh trips or trades or customers or anything like that so that's something that we're gonna have to change we're gonna have to get some (laughs) some traditional bow hunters doing this with you guys so we can we can either have them or get you back on here you know six months a year from now and and talk about those successes because you know i think it's honestly and truly slate i think it's probably just one of those things where um they don't know about you. They don't know about the yeah. website. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I pride myself with trying to keep up with most of this stuff, and I had never heard of it. Uh, but as soon as as soon as I talked to Stephen, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a cool idea." Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we would love to kind of you know have more of that that community and y'all's community a part of this. And and you know the reason that you haven't heard of us is we didn't we haven't done any marketing until January uh, for this. We've really grown very organically through just people searching for us and finding us on Google. Um, you know, very small kind of outreach through social media because, um, you know, we, we, we've actually just, just finished our raise or our, 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 we're about halfway through our first raise. And that was, uh, that was like our marketing budget. And, um, and so, yeah, now we're starting to, we were starting to do some marketing. Now we're kind of with this virus, it's, it's kind of shut everything down a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, this efforts like this with, with talking to people and letting them get to know us and our story through podcast and, um, and through social and different things is um, is how we're trying to get the word out there. Well, I tell you what, we will we will do everything we can to help you. And and here's what I here's what I'll tell you: the cost will be if you manage to track down a traditional bow hunter that that actually goes on a, a trip. I don't care if it's successful or not. <laughs> um, and I'll say it here: if you want to, you know, you want to get on the podcast, sign up, go on one of these trips, and we'll get we'll get that person and you back on here after that has taken place and we'll, we'll walk through the whole thing. I, I would love to do that. That would be um, great. And I'll, I'll even go further and say if it's a, a, a black powder hunter, uh, prefer it be a traditional black powder hunter that's not hunting with a, a inline, but, you know, hunting with a, a, a hawking or something like that. You know, I'd love to, we'd love to get somebody back on here and, and talk about the, the hunt, the experience front to back, maybe get both sides of the, you know, both sides of the trade on here at once and, and do something like that. Cause I, I really do think, you know, it's a, it's a great service. Um, I'm sure that even some of our listeners are, you know, the first thing they're going to think is, well, why would I spend money? There's a lot that goes on in trying to not only create, but build and maintain a website. I've, I've done it in the past and you know, you get to doing the the kind of things that you're, it's a full-time job. So it's, it's, you know, I know the, the forum age was great. And a lot of the, you know, the forum stuff, people looked at it as being free, but it wasn't free. They were able to leverage sponsors and advertisers and, and those kind of things. So, you know, for, for a year's worth, if people would take advantage of it, you know, $125 is really not all that much. I think I pay more than that for my, my, uh, go hunt membership each year so <laughs> absolutely um, and that's what we say you know you're you're gonna be the most successful for this if you if you're a little proactive and start looking for trips yourself and um you know we can almost guarantee if you'll if you'll really look through all our trips that you'll you'll find something that that you know find a trade you're definitely gonna find something you're interested in so um but you know we do have a lot of people that sit back and they're passive with it and um, and so, you know, that's, that's something that we do recommend that, that getting on there and just being proactive and, um, and then no doubt you'll, you'll, you'll get your money's worth out of, out of the membership. And two, we might have to even, 
put a little challenge out there for our first uh, our first guy that submits a you know sends us a message about a traditional swap. Then we might have to uh, do something even special for him on our end too. So we could we could uh, I don't know reimburse him, give him another year year free or something like that. But I'd be happy to to kind of help put a little more incentive out there for him. All right, That's folks, awesome. you heard that. You heard that. You Let's can just make it figure official. Out how to... Yeah, the, the first, <laughs> the first one that that uh, that does a swap with us and has a sends us a photo with their traditional bow and on the trip, then uh, you know we'll be able to. We'll just give them their next year free. There we go, and it'll be a little test to find out who's actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will yeah. say this: that's that's been the that's been one of the good the good aspects of. Uh, of uh, uh, Corona quarantine is a lot of people are listening to more podcasts. I've, I've seen, a Definitely. I've seen an uptick in our numbers. I've seen an uptick with the, the, uh, comments and, and so forth where, you know, I get from through social media and people sending me messages and so forth. So maybe you, maybe you timed it good, just right. And this thing's not going <laughs> to last long and we're going to, we're going to get back to normal. I think pretty, a lot quicker than, than some people are expecting. I mean, I think we have to at some point, you just you you have to do it, uh, and the good part is it it's not affecting the streams in the woods. Absolutely, we're seeing you know so. we we kind of see mixed reviews on our end because you know especially with a lot of our trips being out of state, some of those have really kind of shut down for the time being. But but our guys that are trying to travel in state or in neighboring states, um, you know they've got a lot of time on their hands now, and they're trying to get in the woods or get on the water and. Um, and, you know, we can help them do that. And, and a lot of our guys that are outfitters, even they've, they've had a lot of cancellations and, and people that, uh, you know, now they've got some availability that are last minute and, um, uh, maybe somebody that's, that's a few hours away can, can come, you know, get in the woods or get on the water with them. Sure enough. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm going to talk to you a, a little bit more after we, we wrap up here, Slade. I've got a, a couple of ideas, a couple of things I'd like to run past you, and and who knows, maybe you and I can even get together and do a some kind of swap. We've got, uh, man, we could do fly fishing, pig hunting. Man, we can have. You're close enough that we could have some fun, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that sounds great. Well, I think we're uh, we're kind of getting uh, close to our our hour mark here. I did tell you I was going to try to try to keep you right at an hour. And Nick, anything else you want to throw out there? No, man. Great interview. Lots of information and and just a fantastic thing you're doing, man. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you guys so much. I've enjoyed talking to you, and um, and I, I just appreciate the opportunity. If if anybody has uh, you know any that. The, anything they need they want to learn more about or questions that, are, that they need answers to then um you know my information is just slade s-l-a-d-e at tripsfortrade.com if they want to email me or you know they can go to our website tripsfortrade.com and and submit a little contact form or give us a call so uh, we're available we'd love to answer any questions and we'd love to you know help help your listeners go on trips you know more affordable in the next future Sounds good, man. Thank you for throwing all that out there. I'll be sure to also include that in the show notes. And for the listeners, don't forget our uh, the, the 20% discount for listening to this episode or this show. And that is traditional20 is your discount code. Um, and one question before I let you go, Slade. Uh, what's the chances we're going to be able to get a longbow or recurve in your hand anytime soon? Hey, I would love to. I would love to try that out. I've, uh, I actually have never... Uh... Never have, so I would I would love the opportunity to do it. Oh, uh, then we got to make that happen. If you never have, uh, we, we're going to definitely make that happen. Sometime <laughs> oh, yeah. in the year 2020, we're going to get that done. That sounds good. 
I look forward to it. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. For everyone listening, thanks so much and look for us again next week. Stay safe. Take care, all. See you.